Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays. Welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast episode. I don't know. Uh, we finally got Judo Chop back for his third appearance. How you doing, Judo? Doing great. Living it up. Living the dream. I don't know if anybody's living the dream in 2020. Well, 2021 now, I guess. Yikes. <laughs> You said 2020. Uh, dude. Uh, that seemed like a long... That seemed like two years in one. Right? And 2021 isn't starting off hot. You think so? Why is that? I mean, just everything everywhere. It just doesn't seem like it's starting off the greatest. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> not a great start (laughs) right and then you know the uh what is it the worst strain of the coronavirus that's now getting out and more australian bushfires so yeah like 2020 but on steroids That, the, I remember the fires last year. I like barely forgot about that actually at one point. Dude, because it feels like it's been three years. It does, man. <laughs> that that was the beginning of last year. It's crazy, right? Uh, it's wild. Actually, uh, it's kind of weird. Like not really, like, but I I kind of got pushed more into streaming because before I started out on Mixer during the fires. Right. Uh, I was I was watching podcasts. I was like really close to doing it. I already had a webcam, and then my buddy was doing. He's like, just go on and mix it, whatever. And then I went on one stream to watch it, and they were doing like a fundraiser for the fires, right? And these people were there's a it's a group, a uh, couple stream with, uh, tandem, and they were doing a stream. Anyways, it was crazy. They were doing a stream, uh, and raising funds for uh the Australian wildfires. And right. dude, no lie, it was trippy. No lie, bro. I was live in that channel, and then like I think I have it clipped too on my phone somewhere. They got hosted by, uh, they got rated by Shroud, and it just went nuts. And I was like, wow, this is dope. And I was like, okay, I think I want to do this for real. They right. got rated by, they got rated by Shroud. He he donated like a thousand bucks, and yeah, it was just nuts, man. It was crazy. I was like, this is cool. Streaming is dope. Streaming is dope. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I miss, uh, I miss Mixer, man. Do why do you miss it? See, it just I don't know the the vibe on Mixer is different than the vibe on Twitch. Can you explain that so I can understand? Because my my perspective <sighs> is a little different. Ooh, uh, so I don't know. It's just the it seems like the communities are very different, okay. and. It just felt like Mixer, it was more of a everybody is here together type thing. We all trying to grow. Whereas Twitch feels more personal. Like everybody's looking for them out for themselves. Which I think a lot of stuff has happened that caused that. Own with the Prime subscription. Thanks for the six months, bro. Appreciate you. Um, but 
the host. I appreciate you. That just threw off my train of thought. <laughs> I just lost that it. I should have been hosting. No, you're good. Um, Communities, mixer. Oh, yeah. It just feels like you. Have some of the smaller streamers I've met. Yeah. Really, like, Twitch. And I think it's the mindset behind such a big platform that everybody wants you to like is trying to grow themselves and doesn't really care about everyone else that sounds really bad but yeah i don't know bro i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of uh i'm kind of mixed on it a lot of people honestly this is just from my uh point of view but uh I don't feel like it's, I honestly don't feel any different. Really? Yeah. Like, Judo, thanks feel, for the host. You got it, man. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just, I feel like, I'm sorry. I feel like, uh, I feel like the, the, I get what you're saying. I feel like, because this is what a big reason. I feel like Mixer was about its people, not about a platform. So right. I, I think in my eyes, Mixer was its people. Like I said, it wasn't a platform. So sure. the people came, a lot of them came over here. Um, I've lost a lot of people because a lot of people like, I mean, it's gotta like, it's gotta be devastating to like work your butt off, get some growth, you know, starting right. out as a streamer and then you lose it all, you know? Honestly, bro, like when I found the second I uh, found out Mixer went down, like I didn't even think I didn't even think about it. I like immediately like went to Twitch and did all my things and, and started getting ready. I streamed that night actually on Twitch, and uh, I didn't I didn't think about one second about the followers, the views on my channel, whatever it was that I built up that whole time. I didn't I looked at it as an experience, man. I really didn't take it at a, at a loss like that. So, and, um, and the other thing was I believed in myself. So yeah, it sucks. But I believe in myself and I needed, I was like a tutorial almost. Like it was a great experience, <laughs> like for me to, to get going as a streamer. And I learned a lot and it was great. And I met amazing people. And the, the cool thing was, is like, everybody was coming with me. And the only thing I felt bad about was I didn't feel bad about my numbers. I didn't feel bad about losing followers or anything. I felt bad about all my friends that were going through this. Like I really did. I felt like, wow, I got to be positive. I got to be uplifting. I got to be someone that's going to, you know, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, show, you know, set the tone a little bit that everything's going to be okay. And it was cool. And I, I predicted it too, bro. Like, I literally <laughs> said, no, like, I'm not, I'm dead ass lying, not lying. Like, I knew that it was going to be down at first because the platform and everyone's going to be like, wow, because it was just so abrupt. And then everything was going to be, we're going to go to Twitch and it was going to be kind of new and scary. But then people were going to start getting affiliated and it was going to be cool. It was going to be really exciting and everything. And then there was going to be another dip. Like people were going to, after they got affiliated, oh, my channels and the views are low over here on Twitch and everything. And, you know, it's, it's a, it was a wave. And I, you know, it was just crazy. And we've lost people and some people have stuck it out. And you know what, man? Like if you believe in yourself, like there's no reason why you couldn't do this. You know, it's you're you're in a better spot than you ever were on Twitch, if you came from Mixer, because you got that whole community of people that have come over, that you've had that yeah you lost the numbers, 
but you've established relationships. There's people that you know still that you talk to. Yo, my last time that I was on your podcast was on the, that platform. Right, you know it here was. We, here we are on this platform, you know, because we have an established relationship. So, I mean, there's, there's good in it, but I get what you're saying. I get the whole community feel. It did feel really welcoming and comfortable. It did, it did have that vibe. So I think I know why we have different experiences with this move. I started streaming on Twitch. Yeah. So I streamed on Twitch for about a year and a half before going to Mixer. Yeah. So for me, it was just one of those things where I streamed on Twitch for a year and a half just because I loved streaming. Like I met a couple people, but not a ton. My channel wasn't popping off. Go to Mixer and, you know, meeting a ton of awesome people, you know. Guys like you, Dizzy, a bunch of people that I've become great friends with. You know, Imperial Wolf, Janie, all these people yeah. that I just hit it off with and have become pretty good friends. And then, yeah. you know, all of that starts happening and then it just, the platform just ends. It was wild. And then having to come back to a platform I chose to leave was weird. I think that's part of my, why it feels different for both of us. Yeah, definitely. I I wasn't on here, so I had a t I had a Twitch account. I just never uh, like I viewed. I've been viewing streams for a while. I just never streamed myself, and so right. I already had an account. I never. I had streamed once, I think, but like that was just me like recording my gameplay. I wasn't streaming, and I had no cam or nothing. There's nothing like that. Um, but yeah, like bro, like I I so what what's the experience you feel? Uh, now. Yeah. Or, I mean, no. a lot of the people I became good friends with and the community, some of the community I built on Mixer came back with me to Twitch. So it doesn't feel that different most of the time. Like you do get a lot more trolls on Twitch for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. It's yeah. probably just because it's a bigger platform. So yeah. there's just more people on it to begin with. But sure. I mean, there's not a I, I haven't had a bad experience on Twitch. It's just Mixer. I don't know. To I just liked the way the community was on Mixer more than I do on Twitch. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I felt like honestly, man. Like personally, I feel like a lot of people look at numbers, like being low over here, and minor lowers. And oh yeah. But it's like, bro, I feel like these are true views, though. Like, oh, over there, bro, over there, man, like, I didn't feel like that. Like, I, there was no discoverability. You know how many times I get people coming in my chat? Yo, I follow you on the, I just found you on the recommended. Like, I get that a lot. And that's so cool, man. That's, like, the See, best feeling. I never get that. Really? Maybe that's just I, me. I like you more no. than Twitch. Thanks, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, honestly, I, I, I'm saying that because that's been a recent thing only. Not, I haven't been steadily getting that. Mm. But like, when I do get that, like, that's like the coolest. I'd be like, wow, that's really cool. Right. Um, I think that's super ass cool. But like, the thing is, is like, on the other platform, bro, I go live and like, boom, like a minute into my stream, I just auto host. You know oh yeah, saying? the like, auto hosts for fifty viewers. So you're sitting there streaming to eighty five people, but you got four in chat. Is was weird. Yeah, that bro. was weird. I don't, 
that stuff's like that's that stuff can mess people's heads up like mislead people but i didn't <laughs> like that and it was cool bro i was streaming especially like okay so i would stream during covid right i'm out here in cali i would stream uh i'd go live I would yo punky how you doing out, test every kind of like game where's out. the british to, like, i like him wrong guy i could find out with that like what kind of algorithms i can find with that platform which i didn't find jack but like, but like right. i did everything i streamed so the last time i started streaming on the platform i tried a new shift where i would go on like 12 a.m or 1 a.m you know i didn't have work really so i, so I was afforded that liberty i i would go and like that would be like and then that would be like 8 a.m 9 a.m to people in the uk so i had a lot of people coming in my streams around that time from the uk right right and then all the all the people in the states look how i thought of it bro i was smart about it all the people in the states were asleep so i was hogging all the auto hosts bro all the auto hosts i was hogging me either that's why i keep muting <laughs> and i was you know bro like i said so i go live bro i was at the end of my streams man yo i was at, like <laughs> I was getting, yeah, I was getting, I was getting like partner numbers, bro. Like, right. literally, literally, yeah. And like I said, it was just, it was, it just didn't feel real, bro. It just didn't. Yeah, it felt, it felt weird. And then your numbers would also be different, like if you were co-streaming with someone. So yeah, you'd look over and it's like I got. It says there's 300 views, but who's like. First off, 90% of them are going to be auto hosts because people just left Mixer up on their computers and left and did stuff. So their Yo, view was it, getting counted and they weren't there. Not in this one too. Check this out. Not to knock these kind of streamers or not, but if you were a Paladin streamer, right. you know how you get, remember how you get like, what's it called? Experience or whatever yeah. it was or something for being in Paladin streams from xbox so you get like in-game experience or whatever it was so like paladin streamers like you as a straight paladin streamer you get like you were killing it because Dude, the, you what's up the few times i played that game the the numbers you'd see were insane but they're not real people nobody is actually watching your stream and talking to you oh they just got you tabbed to get to uh, mm -hmm. accumulate the 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 experience or whatever i can't remember what it was called but they had two they had a couple of games like that i think forza was another one well twitch um, has done the same thing with drops because valorant streams blew up when everybody was trying to get a code yeah and i wasn't here for that but that's yeah true but that was a temporary thing like that was a like the paladins thing that was all the whole time so right you know what i like though about mixer which was cool was the what's it called the hype train not the hype train that's here the freaking hype zone hype zone was, like, was sick uh, that was funny uh yeah hype zone was pretty cool i like that stuff that was always and fun then, playing a game and getting hype zone to come in just meant something because those yeah. people actually were watching even if it was just for a few minutes you had people coming in and you know Bro, seeing your yeah, stream it would be it would be at like the heat of the moment too Right, like, you know, you know, when you're down at the final circle, what, what not, like, bro, like, I had, uh, bro, I had this one story. I missed like, the gifts. Me too. We were the last, like, we were the last at the end of the circle. We were playing quads or whatever in Fortnite, whatever they call it. I, I don't play that anymore. Anyways, like, we, yo, my buddy was like, yo, let's hide in these boxes. They won't find us, and then we'll just be like, aha, pop out. <laughs> and, 
and just you know take the dub in front of and then like and then we were in the boxes and literally that's when hype zone came in saw us in the boxes like yep. it was so embarrassing bro and then like so great. Uh, yeah we popped out and got the dub but it was cool so yeah I mean, Mixer had some cool ideas. And then another thing that I loved was their, what was it called? Their, uh, basically the thing that allowed them to have their, uh, streams basically be instant. So you'd be seeing chats from people instantly and they wouldn't be five minutes behind on your stream. Yeah. That, that was nice. Oh, and just in case you're wondering, I'm not ignoring chat. I keep muting my mic in the Discord call to read it. <laughs> so I don't interrupt yeah. you. <laughs> just I in case you're wondering. Too. Yeah, we're live, <laughs> so we have to mute that. Yeah, gifts gifts in the chat was so much fun. I feel oh, like yeah. that I feel like that generated more uh chat in like chatting integration. Like I feel like that was more involvement like with chat, like the gifts and stuff. It was hilarious. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like embers were way more active than bits are too here. Uh, yeah, but, I think that's because Twitch just, I think people just would rather donate sub, on Twitch or, and then subs or, existing takes away from embers yeah. because it's a lot easier to get to the point where you can have subs on Twitch than it was on Mixer. For sure. Like yeah. Becoming an affiliate on Twitch is easier than becoming a partner on Mixer. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I yeah, who knows, man? With that mixed apartment stuff, I don't know. Everything with numbers and whatnot, yeah. Right. I don't know. I did. The people I did feel bad for though were like, I had a couple of buddies who had like hit partner within three days of Mixer shutting down. It's like, did they just not know that they were gonna shut down the website, or why would you still partner people? That's just crazy, huh? Like make them feel really good and then tell them, hey, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like what? What was the point of that? Like I had folks that would come in and uh, I had a few friends that like were gonna be uh, like applying for partner on Mixer like the day it shut down. Like I had like two friends Yikes. that said that. Thing. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Oh, All right, yeah. let's get into it. How about the Jets? <laughs> For those of y'all don't know, your boy Judo's a big New York Jets fan. Yes, you can feel pity for me. I am a loyal. Uh, but you know what? At the same time, anybody that says that in 2020, 2021, you know I'm a real deal loyal fan. That's so, true. Jets are in the gutter. Um, <laughs> What's going on with my team? So far, uh, we made some very drastic, impactful moves in the last week. We fired... Uh, the most toxic uh, coach there ever was. Since He's Kofi. the greatest coach ever. What do you mean? You know, if you want to see a team fail and, and, and fall into misery, hire Adam Gase as your coach. Dude, right? Look at Ryan Tannehill. Everyone when Adam Gase was his coach was like, Ryan Tannehill's really not good. He goes to the Titans away from Adam Gase, and statistically, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL since the Titans named him starter. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just... This guy's just set. He's just set our franchise back so bad, man. That's why. To me, you got to give Sam Darnold another year. You have to. I'm okay. We're getting onto that. 
Yeah, Sam Darnold are. is cool. I acknowledge he doesn't have the tools, but like at some point in time, he's had to do something. He's got to do more than what he's been doing. So, like when I look at it, like from a business perspective too, like I wouldn't mind shedding him because of the fact that like, yo, he's gonna be, he's gonna get paid soon, man. His his uh his options gonna be due, and that's like a good twenty five. I forget twenty five, twenty seven. That's a big, that's a big uh, bunch of coin, man. I I wouldn't pay him that for sure. So uh, for like a roster perspective, I wouldn't mind going for like a quarterback in a year like today, this year where they got some good ones. Like I like Fields. I'm starting to warm up I, to him. I can't like Fields. Ohio well, State quarterbacks about- never work. Ever. I don't know why, but Ohio State quarterbacks never work. I'm trying to think of some that have. Yeah, you you got a point, man. <laughs> like, uh, let let's look about. Let's look at Ohio State. We'll look at all the different Ohio State QBs who have played in the NFL because Dwayne Haskins is out already, basically. Yeah, he might get signed somewhere else, but I doubt he's ever a starter again. Should I really be looking at the website Buckeyes Wire for learning if Ohio State quarterbacks were good? I don't know. So, I mean, unless we count Joe Burrow, who was a backup at Ohio State for a while. He don't count. Okay. What's the guy's name who won the Heisman over there? And he played for the Ravens. Ooh. He won the Heisman. And this is like, man, oh, it was a while ago. Still. Played for the... Like Terrell Pryor. Did Terrell Pryor win the Heisman? No, it was before him, or it was either before him or after him. But yeah, he not him. I don't uh, know. Dang it! I'll look at that. Okay, um, but so yeah, I got the he full list here. Starting in 1982, Art Schlichter played 13 games, was 0 6 as a starter, had three touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Jim Carsatos never played an official down in the NFL. Tom Tupa Choice. went four and nine as a starter. Oh, go ahead. Choice, Choice, Choice Smith. That's the guy. Okay. Oh, he's yeah, he's down the list here. Um, then Kent Graham played eighty-one games, went seventeen and twenty-one as a starter. Bobby Hoying, twenty-two games, three nine and one as a starter. No. Um. Yeah, Troy Smith, four and four as a starter, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Terrell Pryor, I didn't think he played bad for the Raiders his first year, but they sent him away for some reason. Cardell Jones played in one game. Like. I mean, uh-huh. there's a history of them not working, but you never know, man. You never know. I mean, Fields could break the cycle, but I wouldn't risk the second overall pick on an Ohio State quarterback. Okay, so let's just say this, right? Let's just say this, okay? Do, do you start getting warmed up to the idea if he lights up Alabama? No. Not even if he does that? Nope. I don't know, man. I'm getting warmed up for it. I I... See, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just, I don't know, buying into the superstition or something. But if I'm the Jets, right, 
Because Lawrence is going number one, and if he doesn't, then yes, the Jets draft him. He Trevor Lawrence is the John Elway, Andrew Luck, you know, guy that's been talked about as a can't-miss prospect since high school. Both times that's happened, it's worked out. So if Lawrence is there, you take him, but he won't be. The Jaguars can't be that dumb. They can't be. <laughs> yeah. So... Unless Lawrence is there, I think you take Panay Sewell, the left tackle, or the tackle out of Oregon. 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 Yes. Yeah, that dude's a beast. Because if you can get your tackles in Becton and Sewell and have all pro tackles, you're going to do great. (laughs) I agree. But, or uh, even trade out of the two, out of the two spot and accumulate some more picks because you guys need players bad yeah like you got becton you got cj mosley and you got uh quinnon quinnon williams marcus may those yeah are our there you go those are our studs yeah uh, we so, got we got the seahawks first round pick this year right also we right. got a lot of picks yo how about this man how about this I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the Jets for a minute because there's not really much we can talk about. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. They got rid of Adam Gates. How about this, though? If you're the Jets or if you're your team, I'm going to segue to your team. If you're the Jets or you're the Vikings, do you pull the trigger on Deshaun Watson? Okay. So I actually have a theory on how the Vikings get Deshaun Watson that Tell makes me. sense. So the 49ers have shown that they don't have 100% faith in Garoppolo. They could cut Jimmy Garoppolo right now, and it would cost them nothing. Like, they wouldn't have to pay him next year. His his guaranteed money's done. Okay. So they could cut Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan has said his favorite quarterback that he has ever coached is Kirk Cousins. So, the Niners cut Garoppolo, trade a second to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins. And then Minnesota goes and uses every pick for the next 20 years to go get Deshaun Watson. I don't care. Uh, that <laughs> He's sounds a, like we're talking. That sounds like a Madden trade to me. <laughs> I, I See, I've been talking the Kirk Cousins being traded to San Francisco idea for two years now. Yeah. That, I think, is going to happen. Whether we you can think- actually afford to go get Deshaun Watson, who knows? That price tag is going to be high as hell. Yo, you think that Kirk Cousins... The Niners give up a second for him with all that money he's owed. They'd be paying Jimmy G more. Okay, I don't know. I think they. I think they can get him for less than that. I'm saying uh, maybe. Uh, see, I'm just using a second as filler. They could honestly, the if we actually think we have a shot at Deshaun or at anyone else, I could see it happening for like a sixth rounder. Basically, yeah. it's if we can get rid of him and somebody will take him, we will do that trade. Especially if there is somebody else, either through the draft or free agency or a trade that we can go get. I think we get rid of Kirk for whatever anyone will offer us. So if you're the Jets, okay, that's them. If you're the Jets, you give up Darnold and the second pick for Watson? Oh, yes. You do. Easily. Dude, you might have to give up more than that. Okay, Deshaun Watson has proven he's a top five quarterback in this league. Okay. 
you move whatever you have to to get a guy like that. They don't How come is... available that often. I agree. How old is he though? Uh, twenty-five. Uh, Think. Uh, yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, twenty-five. So he's got what another. <laughs> 15 years in the league playing at a high level. Yeah. Barring injury. 15 years? I mean, I don't know about Everybody's years. playing until they're 40 at this point. But as a starter? <laughs> yeah, Rivers, Rodgers, Brady, like every Roethlisberger, they're all playing until they're 40. Okay, but even at that point, let's just say 10. You do it. You give up whatever you have to. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I don't know. That's a lot, though, bro. Like, the second overall pick doesn't get thrown around like it's nothing. Uh, okay, but think about when the uh, football – well, at the – God, I never know how to talk about them. When the football team moved up to take RG3. Yeah. They moved six straight first-round picks. What? The Rams had Washington's first-round picks until la- uh, 2018. And that was for a guy who'd never played a down in the NFL. I would, I would offer Darnold the 25th pick, which is the Seahawks pick we got from Adam. And I'd offer a future, a future first-round pick, but not the second. And then I do you take even, Sewell I, or do you take Jamar Chase? Oh, Sewell. Dude, that guy's going to be special, man. I like him. I can uh, see it. But but at some point in time, they're going to need some playmakers, man. Like, they got to, like, I know what's his name's out in the market? Robinson, that he's supposed to be linked to the Jets. We got a lot of money. Dude, but... it depends on what the Jets do with their coaching and their quarterback position. Okay, so who are some hot candidates you like for coaching right now? If Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job this offseason, there's some fuckery going on. Well, we interviewed we interviewed he was our first interview. Good. Yeah. I like him. Uh what's the dude out I can't pronounce his last name. The dude out in the Niners. Oh, uh Robert Sala. Yeah, I like him. I like uh there's another coach that they requested to interview. I like he's a sleeper candidate. So to speak, but he's uh, he's from our franchise. His name's Aaron Glenn. He's the DB coach on the Saints. I like him a lot. Ooh, they, DB they, go DB coach took head coach. He's got head coach experience though too, and he knows the franchise. But yeah, I think he's a really good up and coming coach. I think he would be good. I don't know if he'd get it though. Um, they interviewed Marvin Lewis, the former Bengals coach. I hope he doesn't get hired anywhere. You'd have to be a terrible front office to hire him again i mean he was okay for the Bengals, i guess <laughs> but yeah i don't really like that one i like the enemy man to be honest that's right. the guy i like dude i i remember him like way back in the day man the enemy he, was like... he used to coach for minnesota <laughs> oh he did yep never as a head coach and i don't even know if at the time he was an offensive coordinator i think he was like a qb's coach yeah i'm gonna look Oh, that's one of the reasons Deshaun Watson is pissed at the yeah. Texans, though. 
Yeah, they didn't even interview him. Yeah, because they said, we'll give you input on coaches and stuff. And he said, just talk to Eric Bieniemy." But yo, and they that, didn't. isn't that the same franchise? <laughs> That's the same franchise that had uh, the GM or the owner. He was like, he doesn't want the inmates running the prison. He made that statement. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't see that happening. Yeah, that there's some problems with. Yeah, he was the running backs coach in Minnesota for Adrian Peterson. Pretty much all of it. He he just coached Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Yo, he was a dope football player. Like before, he was a coach. Right. Uh, he was he went to Colorado from what I believe. He was a Heisman candidate, yep. and he uh. He went to the Chargers actually too for And he won a Super Bowl with the Oh, never mind. That it says as a player, but then it says as a player he won a Super Bowl, but then it just shows the Super Bowl last year. So Yeah. They messed that up. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't playing last year, guys. <laughs> Uh, I I hope it's I hope it's him. I wouldn't mind him, the dude on the Niners, or Aaron Glenn. Those I, are my three. If you're gonna draft a quarterback, or even if you're sticking with Aaron Donald, or Aaron Donald, Sam Donald, yeah, you cannot. You have to go with an offensive coach. Oh, well, I guess yeah, they I did know. that last time and picked Adam Gase, but he's never been good at his job ever. But what I like about Salah though is like what we're lacking is culture, and sure like, he bring. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, we need a culture out there. You know, like the Seahawks, for example. Like, dude, Pete Carroll, that's their culture right there. Like, we need somebody like that that's going to have, like, an impact. In, I mean, yeah, he's not an offensive mind, but still, I like him. Uh, well, I mean, even that. Mike Zimmer did that for Minnesota. And I guess if you just bring in a good enough offensive coordinator, the defensive yeah. coach can't work. Yeah. But so. Adam Gase, I can't believe he got two jobs. Like, I know why he Dude, did. I, it was because he was the... Bro, I hated that hire from get, the get-go. I right? Hated it. I, want, I wanted him to get Kingsbury. Yeah, I could see that. With Darnold, that would have been hot. But Also, did uh, the Oklahoma coach, uh, Lincoln Riley, did they get an interview with him? Did they request one? Nah, man, I don't think that did leaving. Harbaugh just re-upped, too. He's not yeah. in college. Uh, honestly, bro, the only one I can see leaving is Urban Meyer, and I think like a hot spot would, for him would be Jacksonville. See, Urban Meyer, it's not leaving though, because he retired from coaching in college, so he's just he'd just bro, be coming. He he re- well yeah yeah he's <laughs> with every he retired from Florida before he went to Ohio State too. So right. Um, Let's see who else know. needs think- a coach. I think if he goes to Jacksonville, it's a good shot that Fields goes there over Lawrence then, though, in the draft. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, didn't... Was Lawrence on the team last year? Yeah, last year? Or had he not transferred yet? Lawrence? Or not Lawrence, uh, Fields, sorry. I don't remember last year. I can't either. Cause if he was and now I'm con now I gotta look it up. Uh 
I want to know who the last quarterback under uh, Meyer was. Because if Fields Haskins. was there, why was he right? Haskins, why, why would he have been starting Haskins over Fields unless Fields hadn't transferred yet? Which maybe he did, and I don't know. But, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I doubt it. I hope not. Even if Fields turns out to be good, I just think Lawrence is going to be so much better. And I couldn't uh, imagine being a fan of a team who passed up on the... Like, imagine if the Colts passed up on Andrew Luck for RG3. Yo, I just love that... I just love that we tanked until the last couple of games and we won those, <laughs> meaningless, won those meaningless games. I was like, man, like... I don't know, man. I'm kind of like, with football, bro, it's so freaking serious. And so like taxing, like I'm, I'm like honestly like considering, like I've never thought this in my life. I'm honestly considering not being a, a fan of a certain team. It's just too like it's just too much, man. <laughs> so, okay, uh, here's all I have to say on that. Players don't tank. The front office can make moves to not have as good of players as anywhere else, and coaching decisions can be made that are incorrect. But the players try to win every game. No, I know that. I believe that. I it's not it's just So, like the Jets were just put in a bad position because they have maybe the worst coach in NFL history, along with a general manager who's not putting good talent on the field. Well our GM our GM's new. We just hired, bro. We just hired the GM. I like the GM. What sure. I don't like is the what I don't like is the owner, and I don't like the infrastructure that the the way they do the protocol, which they go about stuff. Like everything is like really like backwards from how most franchises franchises are ran, and I just don't like the owner. Uh, I wish we get a new owner. Uh, I'm glad we got rid of Gase. Like, but dude, they seem to like take forever to get to problems to address problems, before, and then it just at that point when they address them, it's already like burnt down to the ground like the franchise is in such a bad spot right now because of gays like it just went he should have been fired a year ago like right the 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 track record with that guy and like i don't know i like i don't know i just he gets the benefit of the doubt because he won a super bowl as the offensive coordinator for peyton manning yeah but don't act like that was his offense that was just Peyton Manning being Peyton fucking Manning. And actually, if you look at it, it was Peyton's worst year of his career. <laughs> Yo, you know who got you know who Gates reminds me of? But like I think Gates is worse with players than this guy is Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh McDaniels didn't do great as remember, a remember you know, he wasn't good with people. He was horrible with people. Like right. he lost over that locker room too. And yeah. I mean, yo, who couldn't do good coaching Tom Brady? Right. In his prime. Well, and I mean, right. look at it. He went to Denver, and his first mistake was thinking Tim Tebow was a good enough quarterback to get drafted in the first round. That was McDaniel's guy. And then 
not starting the guy you chose to go get. Like, he did weird things. McDaniels yeah, is weird. Yo, people sleep on the, on that. Yo, and then he's for the, the Colts. Yeah. I don't know if y'all remember. Remember yep. when uh, they they literally hired him? He's like, and then the last second, he like he screwed him over. He hired and... all of his assistants, too. Yeah. Like, he picked That's out who crazy. all his assistant coaches were going to be and then backed out of it, so they hired Frank Reich, and then Reich had to decide whether he wanted all those assistants or not who had been on the roster for two days. That was wild. He's a snake. I'm telling you, he's a snake. Did anybody even interview him this year? Nah, you got... He's gonna be groomed. He's being. He's not going anywhere, man. He's gonna. He's being groomed to take over for Belichick. Like that's the reason why he never left for the Colts. So I think so. Uh, but uh, I I hope we land. You know, if I was playing Madden GM right now, the Jets would trade for Deshaun Watson. We hire Eric Bieniemy. Uh, we keep that second pick in the draft, and we t- we take Swell, and then uh, yeah. Dump Darnold. I, I mean, I like Darnold and all, but I don't, I don't want to pay him that kind of money. See, his option won't be for that much. And if his stat, like, even if he improves, he is not going to be, um, you know, demanding that much money. He's going to be the guy that you end up signing for 15 mil a year. For nah, bro. three years. No yeah. Because no he, he doesn't have anything to back up his argument of I should get paid more. Yeah, he does. He's called it's called potential. Like he'll get paid off that. I I doubt it. I, I don't see that happening. Maybe that's just me. But I mean, you have two years of him to decide. If you choose to go a different direction with it, then I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. I, I, I do wish Bill O'Brien was still in control of the Texans right now, though. Why? Oh, to pick that trade? Because <laughs> he oh, would? No, because the trade he'd pick is he'd give Minnesota Deshaun Watson and a first-round pick for Kirk Cousins because he's an idiot. Oh, yeah, just like that uh, Hopkins trade? Yeah, we'll give you Hopkins and a third for a... Th- what was it? A second round pick and a washed up running back. Like Minnesota got a first and a third for the bills from Diggs, who at the time wasn't even considered a top 10 receiver. Like the Texans just kept getting fleeced by Bill O'Brien, not knowing what the hell he's doing. You know, that gigs, that Diggs trade worked out pretty damn well. It worked out way better than I thought. It worked out for both teams. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. Because we used their pick to get Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh, that's so, the pick you got Jeff- That's the one you got Jefferson with? Yep. Wow. I didn't so, know that. that. That was a money pick. Right? Oh, dude, I love re-watching. Like, so you can... Because they did everything over Zoom, so all the coaches were, and GMs were being recorded. So Zimmer and Spielman are sitting there talking about, you know, if the Eagles don't pick Jefferson, we're going to get him. But if they do, you know, we're going to go with the corner. They're talking it over and they hear 
the Eagles select wide receiver and their faces get kind of sad. And then they go Jalen Rager from wherever. And they all bust out laughing. Knowing that the Eagles just screwed up that pick. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. That was a great pick, man. I never imagined him doing that well. Uh, I didn't think he'd be that good. Because my favorite receiver in that draft was CD. That was it. Who else was there? CD Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Judy. Ruggs. And then yeah. some weird ones came on later, like Darnell Mooney of the Bears, Brandon Ayuk. What's the guy on the Steelers? The one they got? Uh, uh, Chase Claypool. He's doing all right. He had that weird four-touchdown game, and everybody thought, oh, here he is, and then he was still good, but he never did that again. Yeah. Um... Okay, so other than... I mean, it's easy to kind of figure out what to do if you're the Jets. I mean, it's hard, but it's easy because you need basically every position. So you just take whoever you, you know... Take whoever you think's the best and then try to sign guys at basically every position. Uh, but see, this is the thing for me, man. Like, how do you evaluate college football this year? Like, with prospects and whatnot, like, it's kind of hard. Like, with COVID and all that, like, it wasn't a true season, I feel. There's no, I mean, the Pac-10 didn't even play. Right. And then how do you evaluate some of the players who didn't play? Like, Sewell... Everybody thinks is going to be great, but he just didn't play for a year. Yeah. Um, Trey Lance didn't play this year either. And people think before, you know, Justin Fields went wild. People had Trey Lance as the number two QB in this draft, but he just didn't get a play this year. Um, I know there's Jamar Chase, uh, the, the guy who I think is the best wide receiver in this draft. Watching him at LSU uh, last year with Justin Jefferson, if you watch those games, Chase looks like the better receiver. Like, he looks like a better route runner. He's bigger, faster. Like, Chase just looks like the guy you'd want. But he didn't play this year. And then for certain NFL teams, how do you evaluate your positions of need because you had guys sit out? Like, are we looking at the guys who chose not to play this year as retired and we ne might need to fill those positions? Or what do you do there? Uh, we need we need skilled players, like young ones. We never seem to do that. I mean, adjusting the line seems good. I like Swell a lot. But we need skilled players. We did uh, draft a guy in the second round last year, but we didn't. He had some good games, but then we stopped going to him. I don't know why. And Denzel Mins. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a good player for us this year when he did play. Uh, we need skill players, man. I, I know the, the other thing is like, like running backs, man. They're so easy to replace. So I mean, look at the Colts. When, when did they pick Taylor? What round did they pick him? Second round. Yeah, see, the only first man. round running back was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs. So like, <laughs> you you can get oh a thousand yard running back in the second round easily. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, knew he was going to be a stud. Oh, yeah. I 
I was shocked he didn't go to the Chiefs in the first round. I thought he was the number one guy. Yeah. I mean, you got, what round did you guys get cooked? There's another example. Second, uh, right? second round. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing is like, we paid Cook, the Panthers paid McCaffrey, Derrick Henry got paid. I don't see any of those teams getting to the Super Bowl with those running backs. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I don't know back. why, but paying a running back is like a death sentence for your franchise. Uh, I can't remember the last time it worked out for a team. Uh, I a like team. Gurley when they signed, like before he got hurt. It didn't yeah. work out though because w they gave him the big contract and he got hurt in his first game back. Like they yeah, lost Gurley and didn't have him in when they were super good. Yeah, that's true. That sucks because he had he was doing good up until the Super Bowl. I had he played and been himself, I think they could have beat the Patriots. Maybe. But, what year was that? I mean, that they shouldn't have been in that game to begin with. But, yeah. Oh, because of that Saints shit. Yeah. I, I hate the that. Saints, but that was still a blatant missed call. Like, <laughs> that, that was just bad. That shit was bad. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a Saints fan. I don't like the Saints. I, I think that's a great spot for Watson. I don't know if they have that cap. I don't know if they have any capital. Oh, they they don't have any fucking money. Yeah. They're also already paying Drew Brees his 30-whatever mil a year. They're also paying Taysom Hill $18 million a year. I think Brees retires this year, though. I heard that. Sure, but Sean Payton's already said Taysom is the next guy mm. for their team. Which I think is a mistake. Yeah. Taysom Hill's not that good. Nah. So what are the three landing spots you see for Watson? And do you even see him being traded? Uh, I doubt he gets traded. It just doesn't make sense. Okay. Like, he can ask for a trade, but the team has every right to say no. And then if he chooses not to play, they can fine the hell out of him. So... Okay, but if he does, if someone if, blows if, him away with it. If he gets traded, I think the 49ers are a major option. Um, The Patriots, as much as I hate to say that, they're an option. Um, I mean, the Jets could, but I don't think they would want to. They have so much free cap because they're not paying a quarterback and their team is not good enough for Deshaun Watson to come in and actually change anything. Like he played on a bad team this year. He still looked good, but the team wasn't great because you have to have other players. So I don't think the Jets make sense. Honestly, 49ers, Patriots... Um... Huh. That well, might be it. Yeah. We'll I'm trying see. to think who uh, needs a quarterback. 
I mean, maybe the Lions, because they're talking about cutting Matthew Stafford. Which would be a mistake, because Matthew Stafford's really fucking good. Underrated. Very. Big time. Big time. Um, I mean, maybe the Bears. I don't know what their cap situation looks like, but... That would correct their mistake of drafting Trubisky over him if they just traded for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chicago would be a good option, too, actually. That's true. Get it right the first time. Get it right, right. the first time. Um, uh, the football team, Washington. Yeah. Actually, they'd be perfect. Because, I mean, really, they are a quarterback away. Their defense is amazing. They have good wide receivers like Terry McLaurin. Their offensive line is really good. Antonio Gibson, their rookie running back, looks really good. If you just substituted Deshaun Watson for Alex Smith right now, they'd be a Super Bowl favorite. Washington makes a lot of sense. Dude, that defense for the football team is incredible. Right, man. Chase Young made a big impact there. See, that's the other wild thing. Their defensive line has five first-round picks on it. Along with <laughs> more first-round picks just scattered all over that defense. You got Landon Collins, Ryan Kerrigan, who's getting old. Uh, can't remember who their corners are, but their corners have played okay. But, I mean, they have the Money, I'd go. If Deshaun becomes available and you're the football team, you have to try to go get him. That fits I mean, way not, too well. Not that many uh, franchise quarterbacks hit the market, so you can legit make a case for almost any team. To... I think the only teams you can't really make a case for are like Baltimore, Seattle. Oh. Green Bay. Um, Obviously the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs, the Cardinals. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. everyone's got their franchise. Guys. There's like six to nine teams that you can't. You, it, it just wouldn't make sense. Oh, like the Bengals and the Chargers definitely won't. I could see the Dolphins considering it. Give them like Tua and then like the third overall pick. Huh. Dolphin Tua, huh? See, I think the Dolphins might be done with Tua anyways. Why is that? Look at every other quarterback from that draft. Burrow, Herbert, even Jalen Hurts all look better than Tua. And it's the NFL has finally realized this thing. You can tell if a quarterback is good in the NFL or not after eight or nine games. You just can. You can see if they have any potential. That's why I think Josh Rosen is done. And I think Sam Darnold, if he got put in the right situation, still has a shot because I've seen good things. Tua, he is very accurate, but he hasn't shown the ability to read defenses. He's shown he's not super mobile and he has not been able to throw a deep ball. Every time they need to throw more than 10 yards, they bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in. 
To me, that's a sign that Tua's missing something. It's magic. Well, oh, yeah. The Dolphins created a position in football. It's the most amazing thing ever. The closing oh. quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we'll see, man. I don't know what's going to go on with Watson. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't think – I think it's hard to say because, I mean, he's he's a coveted player and there's rumors out there and they're swirling, so it's going to get – it's going to generate people that want to uh, push, a, push a move on it. And so we'll see if the Texans are listening. Right. Um, they just gave him that, that new deal just this year. Right. Um, but who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I just think will be calm for sure. Oh, I they should be. If you're not one of those six to ten teams who already has their guy, for sure, you make that call and see what can I do. You you have to, because as like if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars right now with the number one pick. You have to consider sending it to him, or at least offering it. You wouldn't go without. You wouldn't go with Lawrence on that rookie deal over Watson. Here's the huh. thing, Lawrence. I think will be good, but I can't say he's going to be as good as Deshaun Watson. Like I know what Deshaun Watson is. I'm. I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to be. The proven commodity yeah. of it helps. Yeah. Like, we saw Deshaun Watson last year fall down by 28 points at halftime against the Bills and then win the game. Just because. <laughs> there's a reason his former coaches have called him the Michael Jordan of football. He's insanely oh, we'll good. See. Yeah, he's great. What's he making a year? How much? Ooh. Uh, probably close to 40. Maybe over 40. That's really not that bad when you talk about top-tier quarterbacks. I mean, it's not great, but it will be bad for next year. Because the cap isn't going to do what it normally does and increase. It's going to stagnate or maybe even decrease actually next year 2021 he makes 15 million and then 2022 it's 40 2023 it's 42 and then 2024 it's 37 and then 2025 it's 32 So his contract isn't that terrible. Yeah, these years it's not. Actually. Even Patty Mahomes' deal per year isn't that bad. It's just backloaded. Uh, yeah. Backloaded and then, I mean, lots of incentives is what actually pushes it to the $500 million 
which is still the wildest thing to say. <laughs> and in football, crazy. Yeah, a 12-year, $502 million deal is insane. Um, so, uh, your opinion, should the Vikings have fired Mike Zimmer? Only if you got an idea of where you want to go with it, you know, if you got an idea of what, who are they interviewing? Nobody. Uh, they didn't fire him. They kept him, which I think is the right choice. So why do you think that's the right choice? Uh, so Zimmer has had two years where he has had a losing record. This year and then I believe his first year. We've made the playoffs nearly every other year than that. I think we missed it once just because of poor divisional play, like we lost a two games to the Bears or something, and they got in over us, which happens. Um, but Mike Zimmer, out of active coaches right now, is the... tenth winningest coach in the NFL. He has the 10th most wins of any coach in the NFL. And he's only been our coach since 2014. Like, the man wins football games. I think Vikings fans are just sick of the weird mediocrity, which won't change as long as we're paying Kirk Cousins as much or more money than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Like, you can't pay a guy like that, money like that, and not be able to put the pieces around him. The reason we were so good in 2017 and made it to the NFC Championship game was because we were paying Case Keenum $5 million. When you can get a quarterback cheap who is good and you can actually build a team, your team can be good. There are maybe five quarterbacks who can get paid insane amounts of money, have a kind of a bad team around them, and still be good. Aaron Rodgers, Patty Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, those kind of guys who can make your team great do gr fine if the pieces aren't perfect. Kirk isn't one of those guys. He needs the perfect team, but he can't do that when he's getting you know, top five quarterback money. Yeah, what's the excuse for Kirk Cousins? He's got playmakers. Like, he's got a wide... He's got wide outs. He's oh, got he's got receivers. Back. He's got a top five running back. Two, what, top 20 receivers? Like, Thielen's up there, and Justin Jefferson, if he's not up there, he's on track to be. He's got good tight ends in Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. His offensive yep. line, is it perfect? No. But this year, we were in the top half of the league, which is all you need. Our defense this year was not great, but 
we had opt-outs and injuries that just killed us. Like, three of our defensive line starters opted out. Two of our starting linebackers just got hurt within, you know, and missed over half the season. And then our corners were rookies. Like, so Harrison Smith couldn't make our defense top ten. Shocker. I mean, that's the thing with Kirk, is I don't know what it takes for him to win, because he never has. What's your favorite uh, all-time Vikings head coach? Ooh, all-time? Honestly? Denny Green? Denny Green or Zim? Really? Zim, Zim changed the culture for this team. Like, no. think about it. Every year... When you listen to anyone talk about football, do they say the Vikings are probably going to be a playoff team? Like, everyone I listen to, any of the talking heads on TV that talk about sports, say the Vikings should be a playoff team because they always are. They're just good. That happened when we got Zim. Before that, we weren't good and hadn't been since the 90s when we had Denny Green. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, what's the older coach that won the Super Bowl with them, or took him to the Super Bowl? What's his name? Oh, uh, Bud something. I think. Oh, Bud Bud Grant. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. wasn't alive to ever watch any of those teams, so yeah. They don't. And who coach? Yeah, I don't know, man. Denny Green. I mean, who else has been there? Brad Childress. <laughs> <laughs> I like Denny Green. <laughs> Leslie Frazier. Um, God. Ooh. The Vikings haven't had a ton of great coaches. Who's your favorite Jets head coach? Uh, probably all time. Mm-hmm. Fudge. Uh, I liked Herm Edwards a little. I liked... Uh, I mean, Parcells was cool. He won. I, it's got to be Rex, man. Easily. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I thought about that. Dude, Rex Ryan was fun. Those Sanchez teams, you know, back-to-back AFC championships, those were fun to watch. Those were fun Jets teams. What the yeah, hell happened to Mark man. Sanchez? <laughs> Sanchez. He I went from beating that, Brady to butt fumbler. I mean, I didn't really. I liked him, and I was hoping that he panned out, but it didn't. Uh, but my fault. My favorite all-time uh, quarterback for the Jets is Pennington. Really? Yeah, easily. Hmm. My favorite my- Jets quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> he was with the Jets for. He was with the Jets for the like, mini camp or what? Training uh, camp, yeah, he was there for the preseason, and then they traded him to the Saints. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, if you I, if I, you had Teddy Bridgewater right now, you'd be a playoff team. You guys, what if you guys had Teddy Bridgewater? Right uh, now? Don't get me nah. started. I said nah. that season that you don't sign Kirk Cousins, you let the idiot Jets take him. That was my exact take because the Jets wanted him so bad. Yeah, I don't know why, but you did. So it's like you let the Jets take him and ruin their franchise for five years. 
we re-signed both Keenum and Bridgewater for half of what they what Kirk wanted. And you make a decision in you know the next within the first eight games, who's our guy? Who fits this team? Who's better? And then you have a great backup in either Teddy or Keenum, and you just keep winning games. Instead of literally losing ten starters because we need to pay Kirk Cousins. I hated that move. And as I thought, it didn't work out. Didn't turn out and Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers next year are gonna be phenomenal. I love the way the Panthers look for the next five years. Especially if McCaffrey can stay healthy. The Saints kind of uh, blew that too, but actually, no. They had to pay him. I mean... The Saints couldn't pay three guys. Yeah, true. Like, they couldn't pay Taysom and Breeze and Teddy. So, I think they... Made the wrong move by letting Teddy go, but I think they made the right move because Teddy's in a better situation. The Saints are in cap hell. So I don't know how you keep weapons around him to make him, you know, to help him. Yeah, I mean, they just re up Kamara and stuff too this year, but. Right. Like, yeah, he'd have Kamara and Thomas, but. The defense will start to fall apart because, I mean, players are getting old, but they're on long-term contracts worth a lot of money. Yeah. So. I saw this in the NFL, man. You got to have that window, and you got to strike while it's hot because it don't last that long, man. I think the Saints finally got their payback, though. Their karma. They had this window, but it kept getting their window kept getting shut by the Vikings Um, beating them on miracle plays or the 49ers beating them with some shittery with the pass interference call. It's all because the, I, it all goes back to bounty gate. The saints are just getting their karma. The football gods are saying, Nope, screw you. Yeah. At least they've won a Super Bowl. <laughs> see, see what they did to Brett Favre? That's that's why we're done with them. God, that season was rough. Yeah. It was fun, though. <laughs> 2009 was fun. Brett Favre on the Vikings. That was the weirdest thing ever. He was a jet prior to that. Yes, he was. Everybody forgets that. They actually were really good that year. Well, they didn't make the playoffs. No, they were like eight and eight, right? Yeah, but they were really talented and good. That was like, I mean, that was the team that they um, had Brett Favre and LT, didn't they? No, uh, but it was the team that yeah, it was the team that Rex inherited the year later. Mm. Um, so which they went on to go back to that, like they had like a young Revis, you know, a young all O line, you know, they had talent, so they just didn't. Uh, well, it didn't work out. Yeah. And it won't always, but I I loved Brett Favre's reasoning for going to Minnesota. He's like, 
I just wanted to go to any team that would play the Packers. Vikings yeah. played them twice. <laughs> yeah. It was such a fun season. I miss almost, I miss every player from that team. Yeah, they were a good team, man. Yeah. I miss Adrian Peterson. wonder if he's going to retire this offseason. I think if he, I think, I don't know, I think it's a more of a matter of even getting an opportunity. We'll see if he does or not. Right. You know what I'd love to see? I doubt it happens, but I'd love to see the Vikings sign him so he can play one more year in Minnesota and then retire. Why, why wouldn't they? Because they already have Cook and then Alexander Madison and Mike Boone. who they've, oh. They love all three of those guys, so I don't see why you'd add a fourth guy to that room. But I'd also love yeah, to I, see him go to like the Chiefs or like the Bills or somewhere with a shot to win. That's true. Love to see him win something. I mean, he carried us for ten years. Maybe he should go somewhere else and get carried for a year. You know where he's at on the all-time rushing list? Like, what place he is? Uh, no. I can look, though. All-time rushing list. Rushing yards, career leaders. Adrian Peterson is in fifth right now. Okay. Who's ahead of him? Uh, Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Frank Gore, and Barry Sanders. And Frank Gore has stats because he's played 30 frickin' years. Dude, like, I'm not gonna, like, that's cool for Emmett, but you you can't convince me that Barry Sanders is all-time. That he isn't. Emmett Smith is not in my top five. He barely makes my top ten running backs ever. What's your top five? Uh, I think... Barry Sanders, Adrian Peterson, and Walter Payton are the top three, and you can order them however you want. Okay. I mean, Barry Sanders was insane. Like, he... <laughs> yeah, man, those hips. The best hips. Right. See, he did things by running around people, and he just could. Like, some of the plays are insane. You'll see him run all the way to the right side of the field. All the way back to the left, and then back to the right, and run for another fifty yards and a touchdown. All right, who do you take over? Who do you? Who's a better running back, LT or Marshall Falk? Marshall Falk. Think so? I uh, that's personal opinion. I think so. Yeah. Two San Diego guys. Yeah, but uh. I mean, LT's great. He's in my top ten. So is Marshall Falk. Then I think it. I think at four, I'd go Eric Dickerson. Five. Man, uh, put me on yo, the spot, and I don't like it. Yo, you st- you haven't said Jim Brown, for real. Yeah, I don't think he's top five. You don't think Jim Brown's a top five all time running back? No. Wow. So, okay. See, it's hard to rank 
players who played that far back in time. First of all, because I didn't watch them. Well, I know my NFL history. That's why oh, I'm like, so, wow. So do I. Like, I, I understand your point. But also, you have to think about the players they were playing against. There's no, a reason. I get, the, I, I get the eras. I get right. all that. Like, he was the best ever for his era. But that was a very different time. I still put him in my top ten, but not in my top five. That's a good argument. The whole it's, era one. it's just like you can put Bill Russell in your top 15 but he doesn't go in the top five. Is Curtis Martin a top 10 to you? Or no? <sighs> to me, no. Okay. Top 15? Uh, yeah, I'd say top 15. I could, I could say that. I could see that. Uh, is Marshall Falk t- cracking that top five then? Yeah, I think he was who I was going to put at five, and then I'd put, I think, LT at six. See, that's the thing is like, I compare them. Their style is more multi-dimensional, like right. receiving, catching, and the dude. I mean, I'll teach the own TDs and stuff. So I, for that reason, like that was like a whole new phase in the game when when right. Falk did Ow. that. So I mean, you got to pick one or the other. But yeah, I mean, it's close. You can go either way. I would. I would. Uh, I don't know. Man. Tough. That's a tough one. The then I think I'd go. So I'd put. Falk at five, LT at six, and then I think seven for Jim Brown. Seven feels right. Seven feels right. And then at eight, I'd go Marcus Allen, nine Emmett Smith, and then 10, I mean, you have an argument for Curtis Martin just specifically at 10. But I think 10, there's an argument for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. so, so, I mean, I could see an argument at 10 for Edger and James or Tony Dorsett or OJ Simpson if people didn't hate him as a human. <laughs> Edger and James, are you serious? Edger and James? He could go there. Not. I'm not saying I'm putting him there. I'm saying there's, you know, arguments to be made. I don't, I don't even, honestly, man, I, I question that dude even being a Hall of Famer. Really? In my book. I don't, Edger and James. Yeah. 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 I'm dead serious. Hall of uh, Famer? Oh, he easily. He's the th- he's 13th all-time in rushing yards. Let me see. Rushing touchdowns. Where is he at? Rushing touchdowns. Edron James is 20th. Like, you can't be top 20 in every category and not be in the Hall of Fame. That's why Eli will make it, even though I don't think Eli Manning is actually a Hall of Fame player. Hmm. Other than two Super Bowls, what did he do? If he didn't have them Super Bowls, man, I would agree with you, but he does, man. A Super Bowl, so should Trent Dilfer be in the Hall of Fame? No, I'm not saying that's the criteria. I'm not saying that you won a Super Bowl. <laughs> right. No. That's what I'm saying. Is when, If the only Super Bowl Peyton won, 
Eli didn't lead the Giants either, though. That defensive line led the Giants. Tuck, Yumanura, Strahan, they led that team. Manning's job was, was man. don't he make was mistakes. No, I wouldn't say he was a game manager. He made some plays to win that game, bro. That last drive. All I know is what what was the final score to the f- first Super Bowl? I don't know off my head, bro. I wouldn't know that. All I'm saying is, at the time, the best offense in NFL history was held to. I'm looking it up. Um, they held the best offense of all time. You know, Randy Moss and Tom Brady to 14 points. Yeah, if you can't put up 17, we got okay, a problem. <laughs> time, of, t- time of possession. Time of possession. That's a, that's they, a fair did stat. They dominate, did they dominate that? I don't know. Let me find out. Using ESPN's game summary to see if they uh, even know. Possession. No, New England had the better time of possession. I cannot tell. Their graph is weird. It was very... No, I can't tell who had more, but it was 30 minutes and 27 seconds to 29 minutes and 33 seconds. There was a 27 second difference. So, time of possession was won by neither team. <laughs> like, that's not a big All enough right. difference for it to matter. <laughs> True. Basically, that game in which Eli threw an interception and had a 19 of 34 for his completions, he didn't carry that team. It basically came down to who scored the last points, and it was the Giants. Because, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't hate Eli, but he isn't an all-time quarterback. I I get your argument. He was a dominant force. That's what you view as a, you know, a a Hall of Famer, you know, the greatest of the greatest, you know, somebody who's like that. Will he make the Hall of Fame? Yes. But in my opinion, he shouldn't. But I mean, the Hall of Fame's confusing because Chris Carter, when he retired, was second in every receiving category. He it took him fourteen years to get into the Hall. That was true. So Super Bowls are what matter. Were you a starter on a Super Bowl team? Yes. Then you're probably in the Hall of Fame. Why isn't Trey Dilfer in the Hall of Fame? Because Trent Dilfer was literally bad every other year of his career. Like, there's not even the argument where you have for Eli where he's average. No, Trent Dilfer was just bad. <laughs> like, never threw more touchdowns than interceptions again in a season. Like, it just didn't happen. He was just bad. He didn't even win the starting job for that team. Their starter got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. That's true. 
Who was it again? Who? For the yeah, they got it from the job. Oh, the starter for the two thousand Ravens. Was it Gar, Gar Elvis? I don't know. Gar I'm Garback. looking at. I see. I'll get a sports guy. Elvis Garback. I think his name is that. Or it was. Uh, they ended up getting somebody else. The dude from. Uh, I think it was Elvis. Oh, uh, I don't know. Elvis. He was a nine, former Niner, I think. Um. No, Tommy Banks or Tony Banks. Fuck. Tony Banks. Okay. Can't read. Can't read. Elvis was in two thousand one, along with Randall Cunningham. That's right. They signed him. They spent big money on Elvis. They thought, oh, it was like a Kirk Cousins. You know, we're a good team. We're gonna be better with without a game manager quarterback. You know. Right. That's true. He didn't pan out. But the wildest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, Brad Johnson. That's the guy I was thinking about. The guy that keep the Buccaneers. Yep. The wildest? Uh, okay. That. Nobody knows that guy. Like Trent Dilfer, people know because he's on ESPN and then he has the quarterback show. Nobody knows who Brad Johnson is. Nobody. <laughs> Isn't he a Viking? Yeah, that's why I know who he is. Because okay. he was another failed experiment, just like Kirk Cousins. Because he won a Super Bowl somewhere, so let's go get him. He wasn't even good for that team. Why would we want him? <laughs> yeah, he... Oh, you're lagging out a little bit there, guy. Must have been something, right? Because he got paid. I remember that. Fucking he paid him. Huh. Or no, he was in My Minnesota bad. first. He was in um, Minnesota first. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. But he didn't play yeah. great. Because then I think, yeah, he got benched in his fifth season. Did he get benched? Yeah, he got benched. Uh, in the 1998 season for Randall Cunningham. Yep. That makes sense. I don't, or did he get hurt? How did that season go? So that was the year when Minnesota had the greatest offense of all time. <laughs> I like, I like that offense a lot. Oh, that was such a fun team. Cunningham, Moss, Chris Carter and uh Robert Smith. He was the running I, back at the time. I even liked them. Yeah, that was the better offense. But I liked them better with Culpepper. And uh what was the other guy? The running back. What was his name? Bennett, I think. Uh well, I don't know who was there at the time. What year would that have been? I don't know, but they drafted him from Wisconsin, I believe. And yeah, Culpepper was the quarterback. I like I, I just like Culpepper a lot, man. He was he was sick, I, man. I did at the time looking back on it, he was Yeah, Michael Bennett. Who the hell Yeah you go. Why do I not remember him at all? Went to Wisconsin. Tell me if I know that if I'm right on that, I'm a weirdo sports junkie. Michael Bennett was, went to college, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wow, how do I know that shit? 
Yeah, why do you know that? Like, I get knowing uh, weird Jets stuff because you're a Jets fan. I don't know. I know weird NFL stuff too. That was weird. <laughs> Y'all had Brock Lesnar on your team too. <laughs> we did. We did that. That we did. Michael Bennett's last year in the NFL was 2010. Played for the Raiders. Yeah, he fell off. He had two carries for 11 yards. <laughs> nope. Dude, he fell off for Minnesota. Like, he had the 2002 season when he ran for 1,200 yards, and then never again in his career did he run for over 500. That's wow. weird. Well, it's just like Chris Johnson fell off. Good old CJ2K. Yeah. Like he had that one year where he was wild, and then he just disappeared. Chris Johnson, yeah, went for 2,000 yards and then just started falling off. Played for the Jets for one year, that's right. Yeah, with Rhett. Yep, and then for the Cardinals for three, and then he was out of there. Yep. yep okay, yep, yep, yep. so... You never gave it to me in a comment on TikTok. So what were your thoughts on me calling Derrick Henry overrated? Bro, I still haven't even watched that. I will, though. But I, <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying when we when you explained it to me. Um, I, you're, that, what you're saying isn't an argument that he's a bad player. No. That, that was never my intention. It was like yeah. the year Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards. People still yeah. said Adrian Peterson and LaShawn McCoy were better running backs. That doesn't take anything away from Derrick Henry yeah. or Chris Johnson. That's just saying he's not this perfect player. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I actually kind of, I, I don't have any problem with that argument at all because, you know, for that perspective at all, like you're not knocking him. You're not saying he's not no. credible. You're not saying that he's not, you know, dope, but it's just, He's incredible, but for yeah. the way I think football should be played, there's better running, not should be played, but what works best for an offense. Guys like Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, you know, who have the threat of being a receiver or being an actual blocking back. Like, it's really easy to tell when the Titans are going to pass because Derrick Henry's not on the field. Yeah. And that's a problem. Whereas if you're facing the Panthers, you have no clue what the hell they're going to do because Christian McCaffrey can be the best running back in the league, or he can go run routes and be the best wide receiver in the league. You have no clue what he's going to do. He's dangerous. Whereas Derrick Henry is just a runner. Now, is he damn good at just running the ball? Yes. Honestly, Derrick Henry reminds me in some ways of Adrian Peterson. Like, prime AP. I can see that argument. Oh. You know, he just hit the hole. He just hits the holes, like, hard, like, like AP would, man. Right. You know? I can see that. Another another running back that was a second-round draft pick. Crazy. Ooh. Oh, Derrick Henry? Yeah. I thought you were saying Adrian Peterson. It's like, no, he was the seventh overall pick. Yeah, no. I was so hyped for that. 
That, that 2007 draft. draft class was so good. Fitzgerald who's retiring. Uh, he wasn't in 2007. He was before that. He wasn't that year. No, okay. that year was Calvin Johnson. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Larry. Larry was. Ooh, that's a good question. Larry was 04. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you want a weird Larry Fitzgerald fact? Yeah. He was the ball boy for the Minnesota yeah, Vikings I, in 1998. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, yeah, damn it. That. It's so cool. Yeah. He learned how to play wide receiver from Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. Impressive. Or Jerry Rice, Chris Carter. I keep reading names of people over here and then saying them out loud when I'm trying to think of somebody else. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was a ball boy one year for the uh Really? San Diego, yeah, San Diego State Aztecs. I did it one year when I was a kid. Nice. Yeah. I've never lived close enough to an NFL team to do that. Uh do well, anything that cool was, like that. That's college. That's yeah. college. Even then, though, so. the closest college team is five hours away. Pretty I'm out in the middle of nowhere, man. Um, who was I looking up? Oh, I wanted to see the 2007 draft class. We could talk about that. The uh, other one that's wild is like 2013. Right? Because it had like Odell and then... Is that the J.J. Watt year? The 2013 draft was wild. 2007's draft class gets kind of ruined because Jamarcus Russell was the headliner. He was the one, the first overall pick. <laughs> but Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Adrian Peterson, uh, Patrick Willis, Marshawn Lynch, Darrell Revis. <laughs> Need I continue? And it's see here. Dwayne Bowe, I remember him. Brandon Merriweather, remember him. Um, Greg Olson. Eric Weddle. Sidney Rice, that's eh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. S no, wrong Steve Smith. That's New York Giants Steve Smith. I was very confused. Ryan Khalil, the all-pro center of the Panthers. Who retired last year, but still. <laughs> Brandon Meebane. He played for the Chargers for a bit, if I remember right. That draft class was wildly good. Like in the first round alone, what one? Oh, Joe Staley. He was super good. That was a great tackle. What? Eight. Oh yeah, no, sorry. He uh, eight Hall of Famers in that first round. That's a great draft. Yeah, that's a great draft class. And then there are still like good players, like Aaron Ross, who was a corner for the uh, Giants. Michael Griffin, who was a safety for the Titans. Leon Hall, the Corner got drafted originally to Cincinnati. Lawrence Timmons, who was a linebacker for the Steelers. Um, 
John Beeson, who played linebacker for the Panthers. A bunch of really good players, and then eight Hall of Famers. And then the 2013 draft is insane, too. I think. I might be a year off there. Um... Why is it not letting me click on that? That's wild. Okay. Uh, is that the year I'm thinking of? No. Not even close. That draft class was actually really bad. Hold on. The 2013 draft class, right? Had... Eric Fisher and Luke Jokel go one and two. The tackles. Yeah. And then Dion Jordan, the defensive end, went to Miami, who has started, I think, four games in his career. <laughs> like. And then Lane Johnson, Ziggy Ansa, Barcavius Mingo, Jonathan Cooper, Tavon Austin. That was the D. Milliner draft. It's a horrible one. That was, yeah, not great. Who'd the Vikings take in that draft? Oh, that was the Sharif Floyd Xavier Rhodes Cordero Patterson draft. <laughs> we had three first round picks and missed on all but one of them. <laughs> That's rough. Because, yeah, Sharif Floyd was not the best defensive tackle in that draft, and Cordero Patterson definitely wasn't the best wide receiver in that draft. Travis Kelsey... You guys, and... Oh, good. You guys fumbled, fumbled your draft pick card? Oh, yeah, we literally missed our pick. I think it happened like, twice, I, actually. Yeah, two slots you, slot, you uh, went down. That's crazy. No, and then it happened, like, the next year again. Or we almost missed it the next year. But yeah, we are... Uh, I'm not proud of that one. <laughs> but you, you ended up getting the guy you wanted still. Yeah, we didn't miss our guy, so that's good. I got a question, though. All did right. you guys... Did you pay him at your original draft slot? Or did you pay him at the draft slot that you... So, back then, it wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Because, so nowadays, the CBA has it set up to where you're only paying, where you are paying based on draft slot, and then you're paying a set amount. But even it, even in, like, Matthew Stafford's draft class, he came into the, the league. One. Yeah, He's he came in getting paid, paid insane. Yeah. Because back then, because, like, Jamarcus Russell sat out because he didn't like the contract they were offering him. Which is what changed everything to being a uh... yeah because dude Stafford came out un he came into the league unproven got a hundred million or something right off the rip and like yeah people were I mean, about that it wasn't wrong turned out pretty good for everybody I guess but <laughs> yeah I don't... that was still wild.
I mean, which draft class was I thinking of, though? So confused. Oh, the 2014 draft class. Wasn't great for quarterbacks, though, if I remember right. But Jadavion Clowney was the number one overall pick. Then you had Sammy Watkins, Khalil Mack, Mike Evans, Anthony Barr, Eric Ebron, Taylor Lewan, Odell, Aaron Donald, Kyle Fuller, Zach Martin, CJ Mosley, Ryan Shazier, Brandon Cooks, D. Ford, Jason Verrett, um, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr. That's a good draft class. There's probably better, though. But. Ugh. What, what, what else is there? So how's, uh, so you took a break from Twitch for a little while, didn't you? Or from streaming, I guess, is the better way to phrase that. In the summer, I took a little bit of a break and, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of like redirected the, the whole plan of what my uh, approach is going to be for things. And I focused on you know i hadn't had a break at all so it was good it was really good to like you know accomplish a couple of things and then see you know what's the next steps you know right so so what are your thoughts should you stream for eight to twelve hours a day or stream for just however long feels right like while the vibes are good yeah, definitely for I would definitely say for what feels right and how the the vibes are going for your stream. Um, but if you have a if you're I don't think there's either wrong answer. If if you got the time, stream. You know, if you got the time and you know you want to do it. See, um, but I mean, would it be better if instead of streaming for eight hours, right? If the vibes were only there for your stream for three hours and then spend five hours, you know. Filming YouTube videos and TikTok videos and trying to get pictures for Instagram and coming up with ideas for tweets. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you got the time, do it. But if it's taken away from other things, right? I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. Um, you know, especially if you're trying to be diverse with things. Uh, also, I mean, there's a flip to all of them. I mean, streaming eight to twelve hours a day, you can learn a lot about yourself on stream, and that's good, in my opinion. Um, but all the time now, I could, unless you're a full-time streamer only. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think streaming 12 hours a day can be detrimental. No, not 12. I'm saying, I'm thinking more so. Eight. Or, I'm sorry, well, I, I know. Eight no, even eight. I think streaming for that long can kind of be detrimental. Every day I'm thinking like. I'm thinking five days a week, bro. I'm thinking five, maybe six days a week. That's it. No, see, I did this until we came back, like until Mixer shut down. So for the two years before that, and then from February till whatever, May, when Mixer shut down, I used to stream for eight to 12 hours a day, seven days a week. And that's just a lot. It's easy to burn yourself out if you do that. I think it depends on the streamer too. I mean, it depends. Like, if you're a streamer who 
has heavy viewership, you could probably do that. Oh, I bet. Um, I mean, yeah, I still think it can get detrimental to your health at that point, though. Like, I don't know. I heard on I heard from a buddy they actually have a cutoff. Like, I see people doing twenty four hour streams and stuff. I think forty eight hours is the max you can do. Hmm. From what I heard. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's true. On Twitch. But I was curious, like, if you wanted to do a longer stream, couldn't you just get offline and then go back on and restart it? I, you could. But then there would be no proof that you streamed for longer than 48 hours. Possibly. Does, does Twitch have a cutoff? Have a time limit. That's the better way to phrase that. I believe 48 hours or 36, but I believe 40. Um, doesn't. I'm not seeing anything that says there is, but I heard that. I'm not oh no, actually. So we are on help.twitch.tv articles, broadcast guidelines. Oh, maybe not. The I clicked on it because it said in it, like the thing I clicked on said that there's a 48 hour time limit. But then when I click, clicked it it didn't i'm so confused like there was I heard a multiple, I heard that. it could be a thing but i can't actually see it yeah because like when you look it up it says the maximum broadcast length is 48 hours and it shows that you can click this article on twitch help site but when you do nothing's there it's like they deleted it That's weird. I'm confused. <laughs> but I mean, I could see that because it would be unhealth. It's unhealthy to stay up for that long anyways. So I think that's more of a Twitch, maybe like covering their ass type thing. But I wonder if you're right. Could you just end your stream and then start it back up again? That leads to a new question. What's the longest stream time on Twitch? Twitch or streaming? What? In, in all platforms? Hi? Yeah. Uh, probably Mixer. Well, it was probably... I'm just looking up what was the longest running live stream. The longest one was 12 hours on, on Mixer. Okay, so according to Guinness World Records, the record for longest ever uninterrupted live stream belongs to Hulu, whose social team and special guests had orchestrated a broadcast that lasted for 161 hours, 11 minutes, and 32 seconds in May of 2019.
apparently, oh, wait. Um, actually, Los Palos on Twitch apparently did an uninterrupted, er, uh, wait. Hold on. I'm trying to read this. It's a Dex, Dex, Dexerto article about how Los set the new record, but I'm not seeing what his actual time was. Oh, he hit 200 hours streamed in one stream. So basically, though, what happened... See, I don't know how that works. Because Twitch... I'm so confused. Twitch doesn't allow that. That's strange. But it happened. So. Okay, so I have a good question for you. What made you choose Twitch over YouTube? Uh, your mic might have came undone. Or you're busy. I don't know what happened. So, uh, um, I'm going to go with this real quick. That's so cool. Mr. Beast got his 50 million subscriber thing. Because, like, you remember PewDiePie's was the brofist. And so Mr. Beast is just a... Like the panther with the lightning bolt things for is it looks really cool. It's, it's sick. Not that many people get to 50 mil. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Judo's having issues. He's at work, so that could be something that's happening. Um... I don't know what to talk about. Got Eli Manda Eli Manning's tweets are amazing. <laughs> 
He's the wildest Twitter account of all time. I'm very confused about what to talk about while we wait here. <sighs> so, uh, I've explained some of my reasoning for choosing twi uh, Twitch. And that's the discoverability of YouTube sucks. And so if you want to do this in any way, real or fake, you have to... I think for YouTube to work, you'd have to either build your community there through videos, which is incredibly hard, or build a community somewhere else and then go to YouTube, which... Could be the play. Honestly, could be the play. Like, I like Twitch, or I like YouTube as a company more than I like Twitch as a company. Oh, okay. Um, but YouTube is weird with their practices. More things are making me want to switch to YouTube, though. Like the... Uh, what's it called? Um, Oh, the copyright stuff on YouTube is a lot better than it is on, here on Twitch. YouTube handles copyright infringement and any of that better. Um, so, we'll see how it goes. Um, But I, like, I've thought about. Apparently Wonder Woman 1984 bombed at the box office. Like bad.
<sighs> I'm excited for the Zack Snyder Justice League, though. I, 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 th I think it'll be better. Doesn't mean it'll be great, but it'll be better. <sighs> Twitter's a weird place to be. The reasons people come up with for why Wonder Woman 1984 got review bombed like that are dumb. Don't make sense. Fake news. <laughs> uh. Oh, Judo might be coming back. Oh. Yo, you there? Yeah, what's up? No, it's just my shit. It's just draining out right here, my connection right now. Oh, I, I figured since you were at work, you had work shit to do. So, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't worried no. about it. No, no, I'm here. I'm just making sure. Welcome back. It's been a minute. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, so. Have you watched Wonder Woman 1984 yet? Have I watched what? Wonder no, Woman man, 1984? Not, I think we had this discussion. I'm not yeah. a big DC fan. Aside from the, the Dark Knight series, dude, not really a big uh, DC fan. Fair um, I like, I like, I mean, outside of Batman, I like the animated series. I like the... Have you watched any Knight. of the new shows? So like no, Arrow, The Flash... I got a buddy that says to watch them, though. I'm not knocking it. I just don't. Oh, no. Oh. Fair enough. I The Arrow series is good, but it's weird. Because they just made Oliver Queen Batman. Gotcha. Like, he's just Bruce Wayne and Batman, but instead his name is Oliver Queen and he's the Green Arrow. Because they represented him poorly compared to what he was in the comics. Uh-huh. But basically what happened is they weren't allowed to make Batman as a TV show. He wasn't allowed to appear in any television shows. So they were like, we'll just use Oliver Queen and make him Bruce Wayne. And like, it's good, but it's not comic accurate at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know too much about that. I heard they get, they branched it off pretty good. The DC movies, I'm not a fan of really. Yeah, They haven't been good. <laughs> Not even a little. Yeah, yeah. The the Wonder Woman movie, I didn't hear too much good stuff about it. Not that it was bad, but it was amazing. crazy. Like I'm kind of uh, excited to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. The same movie, but like, so they fired Snyder like halfway through filming the movie. I can't remember why, but it was for something dumb. So he's yeah. getting to come back and actually finish the movie. I think it'll be at least better than the actual Justice League movie we got. I'm pretty confident it will be better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. It's not a big request. So, 
I know you have a baby Yoda. Is it a plushie or is it like, uh, what is it? Yeah, sort of. It's the body is the head is a hard shell, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So did you get into the Mandalorian super hard? Uh, I watched every episode. Yeah. You know, I know my Star Wars stuff. It was cool. Um, it feels like after watching it now, it feels like just a big launching pad for other Star Wars content. And um, they milked the hell out of Baby Yoda, of course, which was smart as well. Oh, yeah. And, well, I mean, that's always been Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And so and it was a good show. It was a good series. So I think it I think it was a hit. I mean, I mean, obviously, like I said, for those reasons, it branched out different uh, shows, which now you saw they're going to be doing a lot of Star Wars content on Disney Plus. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, it's, it all looks really good, and uh, it proves, you know, also it proves that Star Wars is not dead. You know, up until then, a lot of people were down on Star Wars. See, Star Wars is the weirdest thing, because ninety percent of Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Exactly. Like it's weird. You can talk to somebody about Star Wars. And they will not like a single thing about it, but then tell you they love Star Wars. It's the weirdest thing. Like, oh yeah, the sequels were bad, the prequels were terribly written and terribly acted, and then the original trilogy, like, it had some good moments, but it it still wasn't great. It's like, then what do you like about Star Wars? That's literally all there is. Like, how do you like Star Wars but hate all of it? Yeah, I like... I like Star Wars. I hate The Last Jedi. Like, I hate that movie. But I like it's, it still because it's Star Wars. Yeah, so, I, I get that. Basically, it's not... See, I look at it this way. It is not a bad movie. It is a bad Star Wars movie. Bro, because that op- it... That opening line just drives me nuts. <laughs> that one was... Poe Dameron and the guy like joking around and shit. I'm like, are you serious? Dude, and uh, then just the way they treated Luke, like his character is established as this never give up like guy. And he basically all it says is he gave up. I sent the dark side of the force in my nephew. Oh, the same dark side that you have and overcame and the same dark side that your father had and you pulled him away from. So you didn't think you could cringy. You didn't think you could talk to your nephew. You just thought I'm gonna kill him. Huh? (laughs) Like when she, yeah. And then when she hands him the lightsaber, he just tosses it like over his shoulder, all stupid. Like, yeah. uh, It's like, that's not how that would go. Superman scene with princess Leia flying through the sky. Um, okay. The whole plot is them running out of gas. The lightsaber scene would have been funnier if instead of throwing it, it would have been better if he would would have just said, "There's supposed to be a hand with this." It would have been funnier. <laughs> There's so many things about the sequels that could have made them better. My thing is, so Disney, when they bought Marvel. They put Kevin Feige, who loves Marvel, in charge of it. But when they bought Star Wars, they didn't put someone who loved and cared about Star Wars in charge of it. Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know Star Wars. 
Like, if they would have put Dave Filoni, who has worked on every Star Wars movie that George Lucas wrote, he was the creator of the Clone Wars and Rebels, and he's a, an assistant on The Mandalorian. If you just give him the Kevin Feige role, where basically everything Star Wars goes through him, and he has, you know, say in whether that makes sense or not, they'd fix Star Wars. Yeah. Like, Kathleen Kennedy came out and said, Marvel has an easy time creating stories because they have comic books and books already written that they can play off of. Star Wars doesn't have any of that. And it blew my mind when she said that. It's like, what? Some of the best Star Wars content is the books and the comics and all of that stuff. You don't have to take those specifically, but you can use those ideas. And that's what they should have done. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe that's I'm just... That's a good point. I mean, Star Wars... He he wrote the scripts on the fly, you know? Like, he didn't have it all. It wasn't... Like, there well, wasn't... Yeah. He did... See, it was weird. He had an entire series written, but it was very different from what he actually ended up making. I forget I read somewhere what his original plans were. Oh, it was weird. Uh, Luke Starkiller. Uh, the Skywalkers. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I meant like after the series was established. For, like he had the whole, like he had his own uh sequel series uh trilogy oh it was weird it was gonna show that leia was the actually the chosen one which i'm glad didn't happen anakin was the chosen one like Mm. that never made sense to me but it was gonna it was gonna be weird leia was gonna be the chosen one darth maul was gonna come back as the main villain yeah that's what it was i read um yeah which why did they bring palpatine back they never built that up like it could be something. Like, was it just <laughs> to sell movie tickets? I feel like they should have made that last movie a two part. I feel like I feel like that movie really is conflicting. It was it wasn't a bad movie. It um, spent the entire time trying to make up for how yes, the last two um, movies were. Yes, well, specifically Last Jedi, right. Like, the so Force Awakens so wasn't bad. It was just the exact same thing as A New Hope. So it's yeah. a good movie. It's the same movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they did. Yeah. They just retconned The Last Jedi. And I don't know. I get very confused at people saying they wish Kylo Ren or Ben Solo would have lived and Ray would have died. That's not how Star Wars redemption arcs have ever worked. Hey, speaking of that, here's a thought. You see Mandalorian. Did uh did Kylo Ren kill Baby Yoda? Did he kill Grogu? See, I don't know, because I mean Anakin didn't kill Grogu when he attacked the Jedi Temple <laughs> on Coruscant, because he was alive then, so I maybe, but I doubt it. Mm. Also, I don't think Baby Yoda is as baby as we think he is. <laughs> no, That's so he is way old. Well, so he's fifty years old. Ahsoka confirms that he can speak through the Force, 
and it, but he's been hiding everything about him because he's been afraid, right? Yeah. So Yoda confirms in uh, Return of the Jedi that he had been training Jedi since he was 100 years old. So for 900 years trained Jedi, I have, was his exact quote. So you're saying Yoda went from a literal baby at 50 to being able to train Jedi at 100. I don't think that's how that worked. This new trilogy they're making, uh, our new saga, whatever, it's going to take place during... Like around the old Republic, I believe. Not it's not gonna be old Republic based, but it's gonna be I forget. They got some new books that are coming out. I read the books a lot on Audible. The books are uh, the High Republic, so yeah, fifty High years Republic. before uh Phantom Menace. Yeah, so supposedly it's gonna be a lot of Yoda will be in that too, I've read. Oh yeah. Like in his prime and all that, so no, I, it wouldn't be in his prime. He'd still be 750 years old yeah. at the time of those books. Okay. Well, see, I don't know the timeline yet for that, but yeah. I th- I think the High Republic is set 50 years before Phantom Menace. That's it? Yeah. That's not, that, that's not really that much. That went really too long. No. Uh, okay, so the timeline for the High Republic. Yeah. Uh, this is not helping at all. They just showed it, like, on a graph. Or not a graph, but, like, a list thing. And it's like, it's before the Phantom Menace. Like, thanks. Oh, no, I lied. 200 years before the Phantom Menace. So he would have been... Um... 650 years old or something I gotta find that article and I have that book um, the High Republic one I listened to all those on Audible actually I don't know a lot of people that do do that stuff like read the canon books and even the I have some legend ones too because some of them like are really good the le- um, there were some great legends books um, like there was the a whole one... series about Han Solo and Leia and Luke's kids I can't I remember love, what love, the series was, but it was great. The Thrawn books are great. I like oh, those ones. Yeah. Uh, what's the one? The one with Vader and Palpatine. I love that one. Um, something with the Sith. That's, that's, I forgot the name of the book. I have it, though. I've, I've heard them oh. all. But, uh, yeah, there's some good ones. I even like the Obi-Wan one as well, even though it's Legends. I like it still. I'm so excited for the Obi-Wan Serious. Yeah, he's my favorite. He's my favorite character. I'm very excited. Oh, my favorite's always been Anakin, but maybe that's well, just a me thing. It's <laughs> crazy. They're gonna fight again. Wow. Right. See, I love that this show is not only gonna have Obi Wan and Darth Vader, but it's also gonna have Obi Wan and Anakin flashbacks to the Clone Wars, and yeah. I'm so excited. because both guys don't look like they really age much. So. <laughs> right? Cool. Well, Ewan McGregor has been doing some stuff, and then Hayden Christensen, after Revenge of the Sith, actually retired and became a farmer. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you know the real-life uh, Anakin, the young one, man? That dude. Oh, Jake Lloyd? What happened to him? Yeah. 
I know he got like uh, no more jobs in Hollywood. Yeah, he got in trouble with the law pretty bad. I think oh, he did he? Car chase with the police. Yeah, he had a really bad. Yeah, he fell. What off. happened to Jake Lloyd? Jake has been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, see, battling. But he also has a symptom called I can't read that word, uh, which causes a lack of insight into his illness. I'm. That's intriguing. So, is it about time to wrap this thing up? Yeah, man. It's cool chatting around with you, man. I'm, I've got to do this again before it's uh, more than... <laughs> months, seven like months or eight months or whatever it was? I I can honestly do this every month, month and a half. <laughs> if you got space for me. Yeah. Keep it fresh. Gonna need to at this point, I think. My uh, co-host got an actual real-life job and isn't gonna be able to be here every... Thursday anymore. Okay. So should be able to do this more often. But um there anything you're working on that you want to shout out? No, I'm just uh I'm just working on focusing on when it comes to streaming and stuff. Just trying to, you know, evolve and find myself within this stuff. I'm always learning and stuff and then Production-wise, that's one of my biggest goals this year. I've got a lot of stuff I'm adding to my stream. So when I'm offline this past couple of weeks, I've been really working on that. And so, and then, you know, once I get that up on the stream, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I'll tweak it and add different things in time as well. So that's the biggest thing, you know, just production this year. All right. It's a big well, step. If you're watching this on YouTube, the links to Judo, stream, Twitter, um, his YouTube, his Instagram will all be linked down there. Go give the man a follow. And I uh, think that'll do it. So thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.